Deep-Rooted Podcast with Jeff and Rochelle Ferguson. Hey, we're excited to be joining with you today. If this is your first time listening, we're glad you're here. Welcome. And if you've been here on all 20 plus, I don't know, I think we're 27. This is 27. Yeah, 27 episodes. We're glad that you are sticking with us. And uh, hey, we're going to be talking about something really, I think, kind of interesting today. Um, maybe if you're checking on social media or things yeah. you might be hearing about this lately. I don't know. So so the title of today's podcast is Why the Rage Against Purity Culture? Why the Rage Against Purity Culture? Can you give us, you, you, you kind of tipped me off to this. <laughs> and I was like, what is you yeah. know, purity culture? Like, what do they mean when they say that? Well, I'm more present on social media. So, okay. uh, Ooh, that, that wasn't no, was not a dig. It's just reality. <laughs> if you send them a Facebook messenger, I'm probably going to be checking it for him. <laughs> I'll try my best. Anyways, um, that's another topic for another day. Uh, no, um, really, there's this rage that's come against the purity culture. And when I say purity culture in the church, you might have a really positive response to that. You might think, well, great, we should be good thing. having a purity yeah. culture and we should be teaching young people about purity culture and all of that. Um, and, and there are people who are listening to this podcast, that's your response. And then there are other people who hear that and they go, yeah, I hate the purity culture. And there's a hmm. rage against the purity culture um, really because people have felt that they were shamed maybe mm. as teenagers or as young adults talking about purity, uh, maybe by their youth pastor or youth volunteers, kind of a lot of what I've read um, or what I've seen. People will just feel like, man, I was just told I was bad and hmm. shame and God's no fun and, you know, and all yeah. these kind of things. I mean, you know, you could label the list. So when we say purity culture, there's there's a couple ways to come at it and how people are, are talking. We're really talking about the rage against the purity culture. So talking about how when we're hearing it, it's like shame-based. Those people, why are people talking about that? Because that is not um, my experience, nor do I think that is at all the intent. So. If, I think if people don't know us, I think what they need to know is our perspective. We came of age. We were teenagers at the height. There was a lot of literature, books, yeah. uh, yes. curriculum. Uh, coming out about about sexual purity and purity um, and um, a lot of conferences, you know, True Love Waits, all these things about encouraging students toward purity, um, you know, so that, you know, they're before waiting marriage, before yeah. marriage. And so that was that was a healthy thing in, in the youth ministry that I was in. And it was um, a healthy part of my life. I mean, I was given a promise ring by my parents when I was uh, early teenager and I kept that promise and you know I gave it back actually at our wedding to my parents mm. say hey here's my unbroken promise mom and dad I I you asked me to do this and I did this for for you and for God and so, I'm so thankful like <laughs> it's a powerful moment in it, it really was it was a really powerful moment and you were able to kind of do that your parents didn't give you a ring <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys give guys a ring. You, you know, I, don't I don't know. But you were able to share with yes. your parents that you too had remained pure. Right. And and so So we were products of good teaching on purity. Yeah. I, I really believe that. And uh, and so now there's this this topic of how this rage against that culture and not just I'm mad about what happened, but we need to 
discontinue this kind of teaching. That's what people are, oh, yeah. are sharing. That is their their thought. And so uh, we want to talk about this because maybe you can kind of even hear it in our tone. We yeah. are not for that. No, not really. Uh, not at all. Uh, and here's uh, my, my big question when we're talking about this is what's the opposite then? Impurity? We want an impure culture? So if you're against <laughs> the purity culture, what are you for? Right. It's a good question. And and I, I think that you can't ignore the scriptures mm. at all, which is, again, what Deep Rooted Podcast is all about. Going back to Let's what the Bible says the Bible. before we yeah. talk about, you know, how I feel about it. Because feelings, um, they're, 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 they're bad masters. Yeah. And so let's go to the Bible. The Bible talks about Jesus very clearly says, blessed are the pure in heart oh. for they shall see God. That's powerful right there. Those who are going to see God are those who are pure in heart. Mm-hmm. Wow. They have to cultivate purity. I mean, Paul talks a lot about purity. Over um, and over. You know, set an example in mm-hmm. your life, in your conduct, and in your purity, right? Yeah. I mean, so there is a lot of instruction from Paul. Paul gives way more than even what? just that one verse. He, he talks about, you know, your bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit. What unity is there between Christ and Satan, between light and darkness? And these are the things and the that... the obvious answer is nothing. nothing. <laughs> yeah, there's nothing, you know, yeah, right. Paul Paul is really uh, obsessed as a negative word, but focused on purity. Yeah. Uh, passionate about purity. Elizabeth Elliot. There you go. I did not mean to do that. <laughs> I did not mean Sorry, to do that. I read that hey, book. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, and I would recommend it. It's a great <laughs> book. Uh, no, I, you know, so the Bible is clearly mm-hmm. talks about uh, purity, purity in heart, purity in mind, yes. purity in, in what you think on, purity in, in, in how you act. But there's also real clear guidelines in Scripture about um, relations within marriage and, and how outside of marriage, that is a sin. Yeah. And I think what the root here is, and we were chatting a little bit about coming on before coming on here, just talking about, you know, we don't talk about everything, but kind of a little bit of what we're going to say. And wow, I think that the issue is that we are wanting to be so relevant to the culture. Yeah. This is a good point. That right we here. are losing, or, or, or not just losing, I think we're forfeiting mm. a holiness mandate. Oh, we are so. In order to be, oh, man, that's good. Palatable to the world around us, and I think it's not just that. I think that's one element, mm-hmm. but I think it's also that there's a desire to be like the world. Yeah, and it's feeding that, and in the end, we're losing holiness within the church. God is still, and always will be, about yes. holiness. Always, He's coming back for a pure bride, the bride of Christ, the church. First Peter, what? Yes. Be holy as I am holy. Mm-hmm. Um, it's never, you know, it may go out of style in our culture, but it's never irrelevant yeah. in following Christ. And I, I, I fear that is really where this is coming from. And I think we're, we're, we really, we have turned our back on holiness. We want to be relevant. There's this weird kind of thinking that says, well... Um, we can have this kind of fake unity, this artificial harmony, if we're just kind of nice and right, right. we just. But 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 Jesus was very clear when he said, "I didn't. I came to bring uh, division." Okay, a sword. A sword. And mm-hmm. what he means by that, he wasn't coming to bring chaos. He wasn't. 
he said, what I'm, I'm doing is I'm coming mm-hmm. so that you're going to be able to see the difference between the church and those who do not identify with the body of Christ. And here's the great thing is every one of us, we have an opportunity to identify with the body of Christ. Jesus is inviting us. And so he's not trying to set, but, he, but he's saying there's going to be a sifting. And I believe we're in that sifting. I agree with you. I want to ask you, though. Because I think the the thing that I'm noticing is the rage for the purity culture are people who are, who are saying they identify with Christ. Hmm. <laughs> They're the ones who are who are saying that. I mean, the, the world's not yeah. saying that. It's people who these um, who are deconstructing their faith. These ex ennials, like right. ex church. So, what do we do with that? And that's why I'm passionate about this because the world's gonna, you know, those who do not claim Christ, they're gonna act like the world, and that's. Hmm. You know, Wait, what would we expect? Right. But for those who claim Christ, I would really challenge you. I'd really challenge anyone who says we can follow Christ and forfeit purity. We can follow Christ and de-emphasize purity, deconstruct purity. I would really challenge that because if we're following Christ, we're going to chase after purity. For following Christ, we have to have the fear of the Lord. I just preached on this a couple days ago that in Ephesus, because of the fear of the Lord, they threw their their uh, <laughs> scrolls and the the, yes. the witchcraft items in the fire. Why? Because people who fear the Lord, people who are passionate for God, they turn their back on what is evil and they turn toward Christ um, yes. because God's grace gives them the power to do yes. that. And so if we're trying to kind of work this middle road and, and, and not you know, kind of shy away from purity, I would really challenge where that person's, lovingly, where that person's heart is at. In the body of Christ, we need to be about purity and unify around the things that Jesus unifies around. Yeah, that's good. I just, I think I, I need to make that point. Because yeah, I no, that's think a good point, yeah. You're not gonna hear this, you're gonna hear this rage within people who who are frustrated <laughs> and, um, and, you know, I'm, I'm not sure all the reasons. That's, a, I think, a whole other podcast if we want to talk about. Yeah. Well, and I think, too, maybe maybe you, you encounter someone, and there is spiritual abuse out there. I do think we need to mention that. There are people who have misused leadership, and they've taught things in the name of Christ and in the name of the Bible, and maybe they've misused that. But I would just like to add to that. People misuse things all the time. They misuse the Bible. They misuse the name of Christ. They misuse they, the internet. Every misuse. And so just because <laughs> yeah. maybe maybe you've been under, you know, someone who's legitimately done that, um, that doesn't mean the Bible's wrong. That yeah, doesn't mean good. what Christ has taught is wrong. Throughout the ages, people have misused the Bible. They will unfortunately they will continue to yeah, do so. It's true. But that doesn't change the message of the Bible. That Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. We have to understand that that He does not change, and there is therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ. So somebody may try to misuse their power, but you know what? I'm going to be in Christ. I'm going to remain repentant, pure, and you know what? Realizing that condemnation hasn't come from Christ. Yeah. But if I'm not living a pure life, maybe that's not condemn. Maybe that's that's something that God's using conviction. to bring me maybe it's repentance. Conviction. Maybe yeah. it's conviction. Yeah, and I, I want to end really just encouraging you, our listeners, I, uh, I encouraging myself, you know, even in this rage against this period of culture, I'd say don't get quiet with the next oh, generation. Yeah. They need this teaching. <laughs> My daughters need this teaching. Oh, I mean, yes. we, we've already started at age-appropriate um 
just talking about what is God's design for them? Mm-hmm. What does God have for them? How do we live that design? How do we honor God with how we think, with how we live, with the decisions we make? How do we honor God with that? How do we live a pure life? And, uh, you know, I, I think I think it's Psalm 119. How can a young man keep his ways pure, right? Mm, yes. Following in the, in, in the path of righteousness, exactly. in the word of God, foundation of life. So That never grows irrelevant. Uh, that, ne- that is always true. So I, we need to train up our young men and young women in that. Because I, I think a, a younger generation is thirsty for holiness and purity. I really do. Let's not give them half the truth. Exactly. <laughs> we need to give them the whole truth. And I think that's important. So I want to encourage you in that. And uh, we believe in you. <laughs> we, we believe in you. Hey, go ahead and, and share this podcast. If you found this helpful, share, comment, um, rate, review on Apple Podcasts. We want to make sure as many people uh, get this content as possible. We love you. We're praying for you. Hey, let's be pure. Let's pursue Jesus. Have a great week.